Welcome to another edition of Swoosh Soul Stories. I am your host, Heath Mulliken. We're recording a lot of podcasts today, but there's some exciting things happening on campus. Today, I'm really excited. This is the first interview on the podcast we've done with a current student, and uh, his name is Ben Wyant. He has been uh, uh, one of our workers in our office this semester. Really, really great guy, and... Yeah, there, there's a reason I've got him on the podcast, because we're kind of doing some Newsies features this week. But Ben, man, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thanks, Heath. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. So tell everybody about your path to Southern Wesleyan and what you're studying right now. <clears throat> yeah, so I am a senior here at SWU. Um, my major is media communication. Um, I also have minors in digital publishing and writing and Christian studies. And I kind of added those mm-hmm. as I went through my time here at SWU. But <clears throat> I started SWU, so I grew up going to um, a live Wesleyan yep. ever since about right at the end of elementary school, beginning mm-hmm. of middle school. Um, went to a live. Uh, my family loved it there. And a live, of course, is pretty closely connected to SWU. Um, right. So, always knew about SWU. Uh, my sister Sadie Wyant went to SWU and graduated in uh, 2017, December. Um, and so, or 2018, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, right. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's an alum now. Um, and so, SWU was always on my radar. Uh, when I was graduating from high school, I was looking at different options, looking at the scholarships that I got. Right. Uh, and SWU was one of the ones that was offering me the most scholarship money. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to study at the time. Um, I just knew that I wanted to write. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to learn what it looked like to write professionally or see what I could do with this, like creative poetry that I was writing. Um, how I could turn that into a career, you know, or vocation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you actually just participated in the literary festival, right? Yeah, I so did. What, what, so what did you write for that? So uh, I submitted three po- three of my own uh, original poems to the literary festival. Um, it was a blast. Last year, uh, in 2020, I did it again for the... Uh, but I just had one poem in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love uh, Jonathan Searcy and uh, all the people involved in the Lit Fest. What, what do you normally write poetry about? <laughs> no, that's that's a that's a heavy question. Um, I would say that like my poetry, generally, is that's that's the time that me and God sit down yeah. and hash out the hard stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's not always about me. Right. Um, but it is always about whatever God has laid on my heart. Right. Um, that's that's what my poetry is about. And so sometimes it's lighter. Um, you know, the, of the three poems that I submitted to the literary festival, uh, one is just about how sometimes I feel unconventional, um, compared to the people and the environment around me. Right. Right. Uh, another one was a love poem. And then the, uh, third poem was a kind of like a parallel poem, Mm -hmm. just emphasizing like all these things that contradict each other. So, like, what is right or wrong? Right. Like, what is God? What am I? Like, um, yeah. So, it's just it's just whatever God and I are talking about that week. All my um, poetry <laughs> is about boy, girl, 
you know, sappy. I don't know that I can't, I, you know. Or something, you know, silly, you know, silly poetry. <laughs> so, so you you like creative writing, but also, you know, one of the things you've been doing for us is you're writing different articles yeah. for, for the website and Swoo News and, and stuff like that. How has your time here, you know, you talked about when you started coming here, you really didn't know what you want to do. Right. So how has your time at Swoo helped you kind of really develop and understand your passion for writing and also prepare you to do that once you graduate? <clears throat> Right, and, and so maybe uh, it's a little bit better to take a little bit further back. Yeah. And uh, my first year here at SWU was not a traditional freshman year. Right. Um, I did One Life. Okay. Uh, the One Life Gap Year program. And uh, One Life really helped me realize or kind of figure out how to pursue what God was calling me to. Mm. Um, we spent a lot of time with... Uh, John Jonathan Staganga, yeah, um, and how the work that he's doing through uh, humanizing through story, yeah, <clears throat> and he did some traveling around with us, and I got to watch him uh, talk to people about their stories, and then he would put posts about them as we did our trips in one life. Right. I was like, man, like I'm not very gifted with videography or mm-hmm. photography, like. A camera doesn't... I don't know. I didn't even know how to use a camera in right. my life. <laughs> um, but what if I could do what I've been doing with my poetry? Right. Which is tell my story mm. and help other people do that. Yeah. Right? Um, and so uh, I talked to Gavin Potter, who's still over there, about... Um, you know, I, I don't really want to major in English. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to teach English. I don't want to study literature, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and so he referred me to Dr. Lewis Knight um, yeah. with the MediaCom program. And I sat down with him and told him, hey, I don't know how to use the Adobe Creative Cloud. I don't know how to use a camera. I don't know if MediaCom's right for me. My passion is just writing and storytelling. Yeah. And he said, man, I want you in my program. Yeah. Because wow. he said, all those other things, you can teach that. But yeah. he says it's... It's very difficult to teach the passion for storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Writing is definitely a, a gift. And uh, no, that's that's awesome. That's an, in, that's an incredible story. So what, during your time here, like, if there was one thing that you've written that you kind of had to pull out and say, hey, if you want to understand who I am and what I'm about, read this. Hmm. Man, I'm not sure. There's so much. <laughs> I'd say get a taste of it in my poetry. Um, but then also, uh, yeah, because journalistic writing is not, is not really about me. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. That's telling other people's stories. Right. Um, so I'd say, yeah, take a look at my poetry. Um, or right now I'm currently writing a... Uh, Top shelf theology paper. Oh, nice. Um, this is connected to my Christian studies yeah, minor. Yeah. Um, taking theology with Dr. Tapper. Yeah. And uh, through that class, we have to write this 25 page theology paper on right. a topic of our choice. And um, that one's proving to be pretty, uh, have, has a lot of my blood, sweat, and tears in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, 25 page. I've heard people talking <laughs> about this paper. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's it's a doozy, but um and 
you'd think that maybe you should pick an easy topic, but I did not. <laughs> what did you, so what's your topic? So I'm writing about um, the theology of gay Christians. Oh my. Uh, basically, can somebody claim to be gay right. and still be living a genuinely Christian lifestyle? Gotcha. Um, so totally not a sensitive topic at all to anybody. No, no, no. Um, pretty easy no no emotions involved so how so how is so in in choosing man just you're right dude such a hard topic like how how has kind of dr tapper kind of been walking with you through that all right so we're back with uh ben you're talking about how dr tapper was kind of walking you through your theology yeah. paper right so when i first picked the topic so theology here at southern wesleyan um, is now taught in two semesters. Okay. <clears throat> so it's theology one and two. Gotcha. And the first semester of the class, you actually don't do any of the writing for the paper. Mm -hmm. You do all the research for the paper. Gotcha. Um, and then the second semester, you actually get into the, the grit of writing the paper. Um, so first semester, this is last fall, uh, I sit down with Dr. Tapper and I say, hey, I'm thinking about this for my topic, but... Clearly, a lot of people have been writing about this, and it's a pretty polarized issue. Right, like, right. like, would you say I should maybe not write this right. because of the difficulty of yeah. it? And he was like, I, I, I won't forget what he said. He said, Ben, I would not think less of you for picking an easier topic. Right. But if this is what God has laid on your heart to write about. Right then I think you should probably write about it. Cool. <clears throat> and wow. so, didn't pick an easier topic. <laughs> yeah. No, wow. But, yeah. So that's been a semester-long project. So speaking, speaking of papers, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, the, the main reason I wanted to talk to you is this past weekend we had Newsies. Mm -hmm. Two years in the making. And I know in talking with you, this was the first time you had done anything like a musical, anything like that. So kind of walk, I want a student perspective of, were you in from the beginning, like when they first started auditions, or did you come on, it got postponed last year, when did you kind of decide, I'm going to try this? Right. And so uh, back from my freshman year when I was in One Life, mm -hmm. we were doing Beauty and the Beast mm -hmm. here at SWU. And I actually picked up audition sheets for that musical, but yeah. realized that I wouldn't have time right. with the crazy schedule of One Life. So I've always wanted to be in a musical. Yeah. The next year they did Little Women, and that story just didn't really interest me. Yeah. Uh, and so then junior year, I heard that they were doing Newsies, and I'd seen the original Broadway cast do Newsies, the recording of it. Yeah. Um, just once, and, and I loved it, and specifically the character of Race, yeah. uh, Racetrack Higgins. Um. His, the the character was like the most memorable for me right. in the show. Right. Um, and so when I went into the auditions the first time around, uh, from the very beginning, um, I was just auditioning as a newsie, yeah. and they asked me if I wanted to be a specific newsie, and I was like, if I could bring race, like he's my favorite character, I'd love to bring that character to life. Yeah. But I'll play anybody. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, when. The, uh, when the cast list came out, I saw my name next to Race and did my little, like, celebratory, like, <laughs> scream. Yeah. Uh, I, I really auditioned with uh, Justin Hart, um, yeah. who's another student on campus. Yeah. Um, he encouraged me to audition. Um, 
and is one of my closest friends yeah. in the in the musical. Um, though I've definitely got to know everybody else. Yeah. So you know, you've talked about your passion for writing and for poetry, singing in front of people. That's yeah. you know, typically not on everybody's you know bucket list of things they really want to do. How far of a jump was that for you? From uh, like from writing and poetry. Well, just performing <clears throat> and and not just oh, performing yeah. but singing. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was nerve wracking just to audition in front of like <laughs> right. in front of these four or five people, right? right like Doctor right. James was there and a couple other people, and uh, it's funny because the very first rehearsal that we had, where we were all singing together, yeah, like the whole cast of Newsies, yeah, I had like my first solo line or whatever, and I sang it, uh. and Doctor James was like all right, so, like, everybody stopped. And I was like, Ben, can you try that line again? Like, that singing line again. And so I did it again. She was like, can you go a little bit, like, louder, higher? Like, you, like, my voice had changed from my audition. Oh. Like, I, like, withdrew. I was, like, playing it more conservative. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and then she talked to me afterwards, and she was, she, a, a couple weeks later, she told me she was incredibly concerned because... I was not singing nearly as well as I did in my audition. Yeah. She was like, this is a totally different, yeah, totally different voice. Um, and so she offered to uh, take me on in voice lessons that semester. Yeah. <clears throat> and after the first couple voice lessons, like flip of a switch, totally really? changed. It was just a matter of confidence. Wow. Yeah. Like it was easy for me to just be confident in my audition, but then what, with all of the other singers there, yeah. The people who have been doing this for years, yes, right? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. and singing alongside them, I didn't. I didn't feel like this was my place. Right. I didn't feel like I had any right to be there, or like I belonged. Almost like you were trespassing. Yeah, right. Because um, I am not a musical person. Right. Like, right. like, and and it's a pretty prominent part that I had. Right. Um, right. Race is not a lead part, but yeah. um, a lot of singing and solo lines. Yeah, um, you ha- you your character has has some of the best lines, in in the in the, and I can see why you're drawing it. So you know, to me, that's one of the great things about Southern Wesleyan, our tradition of musicals. Forty forty years of now productions is that it's not just musical people, and and even this weekend, some of the people coming to campus. For them to realize, oh, these some of these are just regular students. These are not music students. These are kids from our community. This is these are people like Ben. Ben's a writer, but this is what that it provides an opportunity to bring the whole campus uh, together. So let's go back twelve months. Sure, we're three weeks out from this thing, dude. We're ready to go. Tickets are selling, and I remember. Yeah, it was uh, it was spring break. Yeah, and the uh, the whole set had been put up. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, um, I I still remember the chapel where uh, I think Doctor Comfer was speaking about the new COVID regulations for students who were still on campus. The small group of us right. who stayed. Yeah, and um, like half of the set was still up or yeah. something like that. Like you could still see where Newsies yeah. had been. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> It was just so sad because yeah. it was just like it's like the looking at the the corpse of the musical like right. mm. um, wow not to mention uh, the, right because I was in my junior year at the time yeah and so even thinking about doing it next year like 
I didn't even know that I was going to be able to right. because I didn't know if I would have an, you know, an internship in Greenville or something yeah. like that, like pretty much knocks me out. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> plus, um, if I'm not, senior year, right. And I, if I'm not mistaken, we didn't know if we could move it. Like, did, I don't know if, if you're, if you're listening, to this, I don't know if you know this, Disney is a pretty big corporation. You got to jump through a lot of hoops to do their stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, we just didn't know. And so I was so excited when we did get the approval and, hey, we're going to move this back a year. When you got that news, how, how did that make you feel? When you when not only you got yeah. that news, but you're like, okay, this is going to work. I'll be able to do this. Well, and so once I, I figured out that, like, I could probably do it, or at least <clears throat> really the deciding factor was I heard we were doing it again next year. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, if if I chose not to do it. Right. I of course would see it to support the other students. Yeah. When I when I would go to see it and realize that I wasn't a part of it and like had missed out, right. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Right. And so I was like, right. I've got to make this happen. Like I have to be in Newsies. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. It was. It was like <laughs> because nothing has slowed down. Um, senior year has still been senior year. <laughs> right. Right. Um, <clears throat> It's funny, even as we're talking, I have yet to order my uh, cap and gown for graduation. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the last day to do that is, or is you have to do it before April 1st. And so I, after we're done here, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to call Regina and make sure that you, you got, that, uh, got that done. But man, it has been so worth it. Um, yeah. So much work. Uh, you know, one of the things I'm going to talk about with Amber tomorrow is just... It literally is a miracle that it all came together that that in thir- in, in the nights of the show, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everybody was negative for COVID. Right. Everybody <clears throat> was good. Everybody was healthy. Nobody got sick in that. Right. And you guys were getting tested multiple times a week. Yeah. Um. So I go to open at night. Now you guys, Tuesday, you fit, it was filmed, and right. we're putting out a stream. So if you're listening to this and you missed it, there will be a stream you can purchase. That's correct. Wednesday night was a show for the students. I heard that was incredible. And but when I came Thursday night, I go up and I found me a spot in the balcony, and it starts, and it's just this. Uh, it's emotional for me. To, I wasn't even in it. But it was just this incredible electricity in the room. I can't imagine Tuesday, Wednesday. It had to be off the charts. <laughs> but when the opening, you know, they do Santa Fe, and then that first big number where you kind of start to meet the characters. Yeah. It was this sense of, on behalf of the whole campus, you guys were just, it was just this celebration of joy, of all the all that we've been through the last twelve to fourteen months, that it was kind of like a release of all the fear and anger and tension and angst and all of that, and it's just like, hey, for this for these three hours, none of that matters. What was so that's sitting in the seats, and and every night every performance the crowd was really into it. What was it like being on the stage? Like, what did it feel like for you up there? It was, man, it was incredible. I I still think it's, 
I, I again, this is my first musical. Yeah. But it, it's historically, at least what I understand about musicals and shows, is that generally the last night is one of the, or or the matinee performance is one of the like kind of the slowest or right. most likely to mess up or whatever. But Heath, our show got better every time yeah. we did it. Yeah. Like, makes no sense to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would have expected us to peak at some point, you know? Right. But right. it's this like, and I think a part of it is the story that Newsies is. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those who are unfamiliar, it's basically about the Newsboys Union back at the turn of the um, night. 19th, 20th century, yeah, right? In 1899. That, yeah, 1899. Um, about the newsboys striking against the uh, newspaper companies when they raised the price of the papers. Right. Um, and just that message of, like, the oppressed, mm. something something that you can't do anything about, right? right? Yeah. This happens, and it's like, new day, new price. Right, like, yeah. you got to go further up the totem pole for those kind of answers. Yeah. Like, no control over it. And yet, like, standing there and being like, no, we're not going to take this anymore. And we're going to do what we can do yeah. to make it better, not just for us, the Newsies, right. but for all the kids who are working at the time. Like, right. um, it's just such a powerful message yeah. and told excellently. Like, yeah. all, the, all the songs are great. Yeah. And, and you love listening to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it you know it felt like to me again, as an audience member, and I was at every show, and it just felt like, my goodness, every part, perfectly cast. We were talking. I was talking to somebody last <laughs> night, uh, Ethan Cashwell, who's another alum. Yes, he's like the best bad guy. So good. Oh my god. One of the little kids was saying that I don't like that guy. <laughs> And so, like, he did what he was supposed to do. Like, he just comes across like that. Yes. I'll never forget. So, little uh, cast story. It's, it was funny. Because we, um, we don't have a, a, too many hands backstage. Yeah. So, we often do a lot of the scene changes ourselves. Right, right. Um, and so, I was one of the people always responsible for taking out Pulitzer's desk. Ethan, mm-hmm. Ethan's yeah. character's desk yeah. um, in his office. And right towards the end of, I think it was Saturday, one of the Saturday shows... I'd taken out his desk and uh, hadn't quite gotten off stage yet, but Ethan had, had just come out um, as Pulitzer. Yeah. And I ran face into him. Like, couldn't couldn't even go around him anyway oh, whatsoever. Right. Like, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, because the, the audience surely saw it, right? And totally in character, he just gives me this look of disgust and, like, Brushes me off of him <laughs> and pushes me behind the curtain. <laughs> I was so like, funny. "What a great character!" Like yeah. to, to anybody in the audience who saw that, I know it had to have just been the funniest thing. But like, oh yeah. So let me. So what? I know you watched <laughs> the musical, which you can watch on on Disney Plus. But what drew you, the character of race? What right? What drew you to that? Character? So race is this. I wouldn't say he's a leader, right. um, but he is the one who is always searching 
for a funny moment to take advantage of. <laughs> um, anytime he can be witty yeah. or get the best of his fellow brothers right. or newsies, right. he's going to jump on it, even if it's the wrong time. Right. Like, <laughs> serious <laughs> moments happening, doesn't matter to race, yeah. he's going to jump on the joke. Right. Um, and he also always has a cigar. Yeah. Like he, Despite being this poor orphan yeah. boy who's selling yeah. newspapers, he always manages to steal a cigar from somebody. Yeah. Um, it was a Corona. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, like, he just feels so, like, it, it seems so real. All, yeah, the, yeah. all the newsies really seem so real. Right, because right. at the time, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. like yeah, you're, you're poor. You have no home. Yeah. Like, you're just sleeping with a bunch of other guys. Yeah. Like, you got to make the most of it. You have to make the most of it. And not even make the most of it, but, like, like laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love ma- I love making people laugh. Like yeah. especially in a time like this. Like right. there's just God has a sense of humor. Like there's joy with the Lord. He, like he really does, you know. And while his sense of humor may not be like races where it's at somebody else's expense. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 But but in a show like it's not real, right? So right. so everybody else in the audience can can enjoy a laugh. Like yeah, one one thing and I know it's just a musical goodness, but you can you can think deeply about just about anything. But I remember I know one of the performances uh, Zach was singing Santa Fe, Santa Fe, and I was thinking, man, yeah, like it would be nice to just go some, just get away and start over. <clears throat> and, and but then the whole movie is about really just kind of being happy where you're planted, and like seeing the opportunities that that are right in front of you rather than, and I think that's during a pandemic, that's probably been a good, that's a good story to share because we've all kind of wanted to crawl in a hole or skip town or something. And just thinking, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, but you know, sometimes in life, I mean, I, you got to suck it up and make it happen. Um, and I was very, so happy for Zach. Zach actually graduated last year who knew what was going to happen, but I mean, uh, for him and, and, and Katie both, I mean, that was, those kind of roles were kind of made for them. Yeah. Um, and we were, I, like, not to, not to mention the miracle or the blessing that both of them just happened to still be in the area. Right, right. Um, to find opportunities at Alive to where yeah. they can both come back and reprise their lead parts. Yeah. Because I don't know what we would have ha- done if we'd had to recast their roles. Right. Like, well, <clears throat> I think, and I don't want to speak for Amber, but I think there are certain seasons with with the fine arts program where you have, I mean, we always have super talented people. So I want to be very clear about that. But there are certain times when you have certain people and like Newsies, would Newsies have worked 10 years ago? Not sure. But we had this little window where Amber knew, okay, I've got the people to pull this off. And dude, you know, packed houses every night. I think even if we didn't have COVID restrictions, we would have had, we it it was the kind of joyous thing that um, people wanted to see, wanted to experience. Again, if you didn't get to come, we're going to get it streaming. It's going to be very affordable. Just as the tickets were, the tickets were affordable. So what what's kind of like, um, you're getting ready to graduate. You kind of got this, did this really cool thing. What's what's the, like, the memory you're going to take from Newsies that maybe like 10 years down the road, you're like, man, that's a lesson or that's something that, that's an experience that'll kind of propel me through the rest of my life. 
I think just that, like, the, it was so, so encouraging being able to go out into the audience afterwards and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And the number of people who came up to me, um, many friends and family, but then some people that I just didn't know. Right who were so surprised that it was my first show. <laughs> right, right. Um, and just like, man, you're a natural up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so just the biggest takeaway I'm going to take from Newsies is not only that Swoo can do something like this mm-hmm. and, and everybody else, because I know Zach and Kate, like they're incredibly talented. Yeah. Like there was no doubt in my mind that they could play those roles. Right. You know, they're right. great. Right. But like me... Yeah. No no way did two years ago, right, did I yeah. think I could play a role like that. Right. And so it's just been super encouraging. Um, definitely going to take away, like, like I can do what I set my mind to. Yeah. Like, if I practice enough, uh-huh. get my lines down, yeah. like, and, and just knowing that performing is an option. Right. Like, that can open some doors in the future. I mean, it's, it's like been like my time at SWU, right? Yeah. Um, started with Mediacom and then learned that they were adding a new minor of digital writing and publishing. Oh, wow. And so it was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll add that to my toolbox, you know, yeah. like get my writing studies in. Yeah. And then I was uh, realized I had a couple credits open during my last couple years here. Mm-hmm. Um and sat down with Tapper and realized there's this catch-all minor of Christian studies. Mm. I was like, well, you know, I've been wanting to do some theological digging and research and writing yeah. anyway. So yeah. why not get that tacked onto my degree, you know? Yeah, and awesome. now I know a lot more about, you know, research and, and the actual academic side of Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so just realizing that, like, <laughs> I've been a part of a musical now. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh, a, a really good one. Um, thanks to all of the cast and crew. Um, that's just another sort of like, I can, that, that's another like skill that I have. Right. Not just that I have, but that I'm confident in that I've discovered. Um, I was in, uh, Annie in, uh, I think it was 95 and went in and read for, uh, a minor part. Um, and then when we were re- doing a read, I, I, they had me read for Rooster. And because uh, they said, hey, we want you to come read for this part. It's a very small part. They knew I was, had a lot going on. And then I read for Rooster. I'm like, and I, I remember on the way out, I said, hey, if another role opens up, I would be open. <laughs> and uh, actually was um, Zach's mom, Selena uh, Wheeler, actually played my girlfriend in Annie, and that was one of the best experiences. I mean, we still, you know, they pulled up Saturday night to see the show, or maybe it was Friday night, one of the nights, they pulled up to see the show, and we were just like, this is a lot bigger than what we, the stuff we used to do. <laughs> um, so, real quick, you're getting ready to graduate. If you could make a wish, or if you could do anything after you graduated, if there's somebody listening here who's looking for somebody to hire, what 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 are you hoping to do? Oh man, Heath. And and I'm right in the mindset where I feel like I might be switching things up. I don't know why that always seems to happen right when I'm graduating. <laughs> um, but I wanted to get into the newsroom this uh, right. this past um, semester and any newsroom in Greenville. 
because um, I wanted to kind of start my career in journalism. Yeah. Um, work my way up to producing news, but really, any sort of creative production, mm. um, whether that's local theater or if it's film or you know documentaries, mm-hmm. news, journalism, whatever, um, that's really what I, I I feel like I'm gifted at or what I'm being drawn to is. Yeah. Uh, the production side of things, um, whether that's on the tail end of editing and piecing things together, or if it's on the pre end of actually creating and writing stories and then helping them get told, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm hundred percent open, looking for different opportunities. Yeah. Um, whichever one kind of strikes a chord with me the most is where I'm gonna go. Um, so if you're listening, if you're an alumni and you're in that field, uh, I give Ben my, uh, what's the highest recommendation? Yeah, two thumbs up, four stars, whatever you're, uh, whatever you can give. Uh, just an absolute, uh, you know, just a fantastic young man. He's written some stuff from us, for us. He's done a really great job. He's actually going to, he, what a weird job. He gets to listen to this interview and like write a story about himself <laughs> with it. So no pressure. So um, let, let's say, Ben, where can people go to like connect with you online? Are you on social media? Yeah, so I, I am on social media. Um, it's just Ben Wyatt on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Ben Giobi. Um, and uh, uh, my email is, my, my professional email is wyantbw at gmail.com. Um, that's W-Y-A-N-T. Um, so, so we'll have links to that in all the show notes. So I, I, I hope he gets some, uh, some hits and, uh, you folks find him some good opportunities out there. But, uh, again, this podcast is about telling the stories, uh, that makes SWU the place that it is. Uh, I knew as soon as, it, you know, when I found out Ben was in the musical, and I knew it was his first time doing it. I'm like, dude, that's a great story we got to tell. So I'm thankful to Ben, not only for his part and just knocking it out of the part, um, but just thankful for sitting down with me. And hey, remember, um, we're here for you. Like we're we're telling these stories. We want it to be an encouragement, but we also want to hear uh, your stories as well. So all throughout the show notes. There are links to update your information. There are links to get in contact with us. Tell us what's going on in your life because we want to tell your story too. So for Ben, this is Heath Mulliken. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.